Hello and welcome to our Reverb listeners. We're coming to you from News and Arts. Joining us today is Alex Bordakis, producer of Mixto Festival. How are you, Alex? Hi, I'm well. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Always a pleasure to see you. Um, so we are here to talk about Mixto Festival, which is organized by Umanado Culture, right? Yeah. Uh, and this year is the second year. The second year. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. I like the idea that it's a celebration of a multicultural city. Give us an idea of how this came about. Okay. So uh, Umanota, we, we've always been doing sort of a lot of uh, different events and block parties and shows with DJs and a lot of live music. Essentially, when we started, we were doing shows to kind of get people who had become used to DJ culture to enjoy and thrive listening to live music. A lot of the styles of parties and events that, you know, where, where we originally know each other from, from that uh, milieu, from that sort of scene where it involves people like from Drum Taberna, from different places, things mm -hmm. like that. And so that's where the Umanota culture party started from. And then we, we were doing, we did a couple of block parties. And I think uh, last year we were going through sort of a revival of what we wanted to do. And we decided, wouldn't it be great if we did a festival that sort of brought together as many of the different, you know, quote unquote, tribes or scenes in Toronto as possible, all with that same vein of, you know, expression, of having fun with without shame, you know, mm -hmm. and combining live music and DJs as well. And the thing is, like, a lot of the live music that we like is from different parts of the world. Of course, we leave very, very, very heavily on music that makes you dance, especially Brazilian music, because that's my whole school from where I come from musically. And we would like to kind of take that Brazilian lens or that carnivalesque lens of having events, multicultural events, and apply that to Toronto. And mm -hmm. a lot of it came out because a lot of the old things that used to happen in Toronto back in the day, like the shows at Harborfront, the different festivals, they started changing. So something a little more do-it-yourself is what we try and bring, a little bit more rootsy, a little bit more like Kensington vibe, a little more uniting different people, but not really making anything exclusively too acoustic or too just a DJ party, but kind of bringing it all together. It's a great fusion. And one thing that got my attention, which I liked, was that it, you know, you guys mentioned this festival is uh, removing itself from the idea of world music being exotic and instead presenting it as basically what it is, which is a cultural diversity. Yes. So I like that. Tell me a bit more. Thank you. Uh, so basically, it's we tend to treat quote unquote world music. So music that's essentially not in English, that has <laughs> rhythms that are based from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. We tend to treat it in this like special exotic category as like something you watch in the museum. Whereas our thing is a little more intuitive. It's a little more our day-to-day -day life. So nowadays, if you listen to music, most people, we have like a range of influences. And so in a city like Toronto, I mean, I grew up listening to the university radio stations and every one of them always had a Jamaican show or a reggae show, to be more specific about the, the musical genre. So, you know, 
that is something that's always been very common in you know my hearing I guess I've, mm -hmm. I've always had it around so it's always been a reference culturally for me now different people experience that to different degrees I mean if you're part of the Caribbean community and and you're actively participating that's one thing if you're just like on the side you just like listen to it in the club or something that's another thing so the idea that all these other different musical manifestations whether it's you know salsa from lula lounge or you know ukrainian music that might happen at drum or a lot of the brazilian forró music that's all very intuitive to all of us so for the people who kind of have an open mind to enjoy these things and to surrender to the emotions that these rhythms and these styles of music elicit this is your place <laughs> I like it. Very that was a good big explanation. Spiel. It's like, it's as if you knew that was coming. But I'm happy to hear this. And if this message is able to transfer throughout the entire festival, I think it's game changing because we do still have these boxed ideas around everything, whether it's art, music, in every way. And I think like the DJs like have been instrumental in making this happen. Like many DJs, you know, they're crate diggers. They like to put their hands, their dusty fingers through mm -hmm. old records and find different genres that they, you know, remix and remaster and put together in different formats. And a lot of the music that's been coming out, even from musicians in different countries have been using electronic sounds, which has kind of created a level playing field on the production side of things. Like reggae music and Jamaican music in general is like the best example, whereas every country in the world, there's like people right. who use that influence to make music. And it's very, very, very strong in our city, but we don't always realize it. On a more subtle level, Brazilian music too. Absolutely. It's, it's in so much. People who study jazz, people who do all sorts of different kinds of rhythms, DJs, for the Footprints crew, they always had a very strong Brazilian rhythm vein inside them. Last year at the festival, we had 47 Soul, which is a Palestinian-Jordanian band. Mm -hmm. And they we were very lucky. They were touring nearby. Sunfest had them, and they came, and they played our festival, and they loved it because it was just, you know... It wasn't like on a stage far away, everyone's sitting on the grass. It was a block party where you participate and you have a good time. And that's sort of where we're getting at all the time. I love it. Well, I mean, I would love to think that we can have that same experience this year. Clearly, it's out of the question. Now, moving on to your second year doing this, tell us a little bit about how this is going to work out through the pandemic online. Yes, the challenge of the century, and that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> not at all. It is. It is. <laughs> How are we doing this? So this year, like Umanota as an organization, we sort of started growing. We officially became a not-for-profit status. We applied for funding. We were very lucky to have the support of the Department of Canadian Heritage and uh, the Toronto Arts Council to help us put on this festival. So we had the option of just waiting till next year or going ahead in a different format. We chose to go ahead uh, mostly because it would mean that um, our funding would be disseminated right now through the community with our artists and with our people helping us produce this, with you know creating a little bit of art at this very important time in our history. So it's a different approach. 
We are going to try and push the limits of our technology to have some interactive nature with it through a Zoom party that we will do for people to dance with at home and create visuals and create a unique experience and really focusing on the bands on, on the Sunday part of the program. The festival, by the way, is November 27th, mm -hmm. Friday, through to Sunday, November 29th. And November 29th is when we will present the live bands. So we're focusing on two artists who have put out new music. And we focused on making a unique uh, reggae presentation, whereas we are going to bring in four artists with uh, a band to each present two tracks, one old track, one new track. And we're going to have like an R&B neo-soul singer who was recently nominated for the Polaris Prize, Witch Prophet, also do a show. And what we decided to do instead of doing an awesome party is that we filmed these artists performing in unique environments to try and create more of a legacy piece, a piece that we can use into the future, that we can show that what we have in Toronto. And so in Toronto, that we can do a digital festival and it will be good and it will be unique and it will push the boundaries. And at the same time, we're learning a lot about, you know, producing in the online realm, which was something totally foreign to me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, I'm very thankful for it too. And I hope the artists and the DJs, because we will have mixes too, and the audience, especially people at home can get something from it. Actually, that's kind of where my head was. I love, first of all, I love that you guys are taking this risk and pushing it because that's the only way to accomplish anything great. On top of it, everybody's learning a lot from the experience. Like you said, you're going to push technology. It's an experiment. Yeah. And you have no choice at this point. You're, and it's very powerful. And so all of that is amazing. What else do you want for your viewers and the people joining this to take with them this year? What's the message outside of obviously continuing the arts and the music and to follow your passion? Well, what is something we want for everyone to walk away with from this experience? Yeah, we operate, I guess, in this non-mainstream sort of world. But I think one thing that we've learned through the internet is that the scenes that we operate in, it might be small in our, you know, in Toronto or in any city, but it really is a global scene. So that'll be interesting to see like people from, you know, different parts of the world who can participate. And we're kind of showing them what we have here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had some Brazilian agents and managers saying to me, well, why don't you present this band from here? And it wasn't really what we were after. We, we really wanted to show the artists we have here and to sort of create a unique experience for people here. And, and mostly I, I would say that our events serve the reveler, the people who like to enjoy the music live. And this year it's kind of been both more focused on the artist and what we can do for the artist in terms of their development. Obviously, we're a small organization. We're very do-it-yourself. Mm -hmm. We're like a small production shop, but we're really focusing on working with them to create something unique that can live there for a longer time and hopefully inspire a lot of artists in Toronto mm -hmm. to do something similar. Artists and also foster the appreciation of the arts 
And one thing I would say is the intercultural exchange, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's really a buzzword for a lot of this for us because, you know, in these times we're living in with so much misunderstanding and disinformation and fear and everything, we're just kind of presenting kind of the flip side to that where, you know, there are exchanges going on in creativity in music, even though we're presenting quote-unquote Brazilian music, and there is a very strong basis of Brazilian music in the artists, you know, the two artists, Bruno Capina and Aline Morales, who are the Brazilian artists we're presenting, but both of them use extensive influence from their life, which is not just limited to a world of Brazilian music, but it mm -hmm. takes influences from everywhere. Also true of everyone else you know it's it's a lot about a lot of the themes we touch on like for for example alicia cinnamon she's one of the reggae artists performing she talks a lot about black lives matter and you know tasha t another artist talks mm -hmm. about like the the effects of social media on her life on music and how much we preoccupy so it's really just a sign of the times. So it kind of encapsulates everything. I know I went all over the place. No, there, that was but, great. I, I that was really well put, and it's very important. And I appreciate you sharing that. It's thank you. It's thank great. You. <laughs> um, so, do you want to tell us a little bit more about your the rest of your musical lineup? Who yeah. So let me let me go through the days. So, uh, like I said before, Mixto runs Friday, November twenty seventh through Sunday, November twenty ninth. Uh, but all of it will be available online, and we're going to push it online post-festival, even right. though it's always amazing for people to watch it during the weekend. But we will push it. So we want to get more people with their eyeballs on it and everything. But on Friday, we're doing like a Zoom DJ dance party. Mm -hmm. So on that day, we have four DJs, one from L.A., Bianca Maieli, who we're presenting together with Tawu's Initiative, who presents artists from South Asia, Bianca Maelli is from L.A., but she's half Venezuelan and half Indian. I, I, and then we have our uh, DJs from here, including our good friend Win That's Winnie. Right. Right. Also, uh, DJ Me Time, who mm -hmm. does uh, who did that party called Everybody, and now Bass Witch, incredible DJ, very popular here in Toronto. And also um, Sophia Fly, who does like a lot of remixes, and she's from Venezuela. And like uh, I was turned on to her music by Ana Maria Higuera, someone in our community, and the photographer of our festival. Um, on Saturday, November twenty eighth, we're gonna do workshops. So like we have Derek Thorne; he's gonna teach us some Trinidadian rhythms on hand drums over a Zoom nice. party. Diana Reyes, Fly Lady Die, she's going to do like a street dance fusion workshop around 2 p.m. And that's going to be wicked if you want to take part, you mm -hmm. know, just set up your computer somewhere and participate. She's an incredible dancer and an incredible teacher as well. And it's going to be lots of fun. And also we produced this little short video of Cumbia, the origins of Cumbia with Benny Sguerra of nice. New Tradition, where he breaks it down. He teaches us about the different elements of what makes up the Cumbia. He uses a loop pedal. It's so sick. We recorded it the other day. And he, of course, is heavily influenced by hip hop and that means of communicating a message. And I'm really happy with how that's turned out. And the big grand block party day, our virtual block party, mm -hmm. will be hosted by Tamari Lana, nice. which is a great person in the community, a great artist, very incredible flamenco performer in Toronto. She will be hosting uh, a bunch of DJs, including General Eclectic, Raf Reza, and Higher Heights Sound Crew, which will be putting together a mishmash of music listening stuff, not necessarily focused on dance floor music, but... Uh, maybe some music to make you listen and appreciate. 
And the live performances that'll be interspersed will start with Alini Morales, Brazilian songstress from Toronto, incredible queen of the maracatu here. She'll be performing her original work at 4 p.m. Uh, Okan is going to guest with her. And it's really quite amazing stuff. Uh, we can even listen to it right now. Just a little bit of a song. later on we will have witch prophet okay. neo soul r&b beautiful she's of eritrean and ethiopian origin incredible performer got this sort of mystical edge magical edge to her performance uh, and we went and recorded her out on a farm in caledon which uh, is where she lives actually and it was just a truly incredible performance and later on i believe it's at 6 30 we have Bruno Capinan. Maybe we can give a quick little listen to Bruno as well. special he's recorded five albums in his career for such a young incredible artist and he made this whole album during the quarantine like he would record compose a piece send it off to brazil to a producer then he would send it to france to someone to do something it's a very sort of introspective album and the production is very amazing it's like really good mpb which means musica popular brasileira so i'm, I'm really happy with this record after that, we have the music that everybody loves, and I believe the show will start at 8 p.m. on Sunday, which is the Up North Reggae Jam, mm -hmm. which is features the hardcore band, which is Toronto's premier reggae band. They play for all the touring artists, and we have the featured singers and artists are Alicia Cinnamon, Isus, Tasha T, and Steel. Steel is an incredible artist. Tasha T is incredible. Isis is a dancehall king in Toronto. And Alicia Cinnamon is this incredible up-and-coming up artist. They're going to knock your socks off. It's going to be incredible. Remember, everyone loves reggae music. And this is a chance to listen to some reggae music that's not necessarily on the downtown Toronto radar, you know? So it's like part of the wealth of Toronto reggae music taken putting in front of an audience that might not necessarily know them so mm -hmm. i think that's really important alex i have to say that was awesome because you have zero notes you are so passionate about what you do <laughs> i had like this virtual tour of the entire event 
It, it was wonderful. I'm thank you. looking forward to it. And thank you for coming and sharing with us. And before we have to run, do you have anything you want to add? Oh, I just want to say thank you very much to you guys here, Jornal de Toronto, News and Arts. And thank you to Reverb. Very, It's wicked to be here. I, I love what you're doing and it's much needed in our city. Thank you. And yeah, I hope to see you guys on a dance floor soon. Absolutely. <laughs> and who knows what's to come in future collaborations. Right Absolutely. now, we're all building up to that again. Yeah. Right? So good luck with everything with the show. And thank you for all our listeners for joining us at Reverb and News and Arts. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And we will chat with you again soon. Bye.